Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Nile Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. Welcome back. Hello, we are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we answer questions from either our lovely listeners, such as yourself, or off uh, social media. And we answer them for yeah. We delve into them deeply. We ponder them. Last week, I came in with some some heavy energy mm-hmm. with with a lot of negativity. And I'm sorry, but I got to do it again this week. Oh, man. Is it about the moon? It's not about the moon. It is about last episode. Okay. And the way that I have not felt joy since last episode, because you took something from me. What did I take? For This is our episode 95, which is fucking wild. But it's episode that 95. For 94 episodes... I finished the podcast with, and we are your fuck buddies. But last episode, you said it. Get wrecked. Get wrecked, scrub. <laughs> I've been planning this coup for almost two years, I know. Dane. I know you have. I put my men in place. Uh, I've restructured the economy. I even had to make sure this virus hit so that we weren't in the same closets. You couldn't get retribution. I knew it. I knew you were behind COVID. Yeah. I'm Bill Gates. I've been Bill Gates this whole time. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. Every time I was like, hey, what's your name? Hey, Dane. Like, I saw you struggle hey, saying Dane. I'm Niall Spain. 95? What's nine upside down? That's six. Yeah, but also kind of looks like a G, doesn't it? 5G. Yeah. <gasps> oh, shit. I got, I got Wait, some fucking... Wait, I got... What, the, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I see. Episode 95. Yeah. Six, <laughs> five. Like, I, I, I couldn't piece together that line. <laughs> yeah, it makes more sense than most conspiracy theories uh i've i've just got like so many so many things to start us off with if you rearrange the letters in nile spain you can spell bill gates it's true it's true and actually i don't have doors in my apartment what do i have windows gates bill gates oh. <laughs> but also no, i have windows so i don't use them as doors you fool i don't know man where do you, where do you want to go with this do you want to well firstly the moon you heard about the moon, right? What the hell are you talking about the moon? I sent you extensive messages about this during the week. What? So, have you ever heard of witch talk, Dane? No. So, that was the big drama this week on Twitter, which, as you know, I handle our Twitter page usually. And, uh, unfortunately, I, I find out all about these things. So, witch talk are witches on TikTok, and a bunch of them banded together and upset everybody because they decided to hex the moon. Hell yeah. What did um, the moon do? Well, apparently the moon is going to send a bloodline curse back to them and the Fae are very pissed off and they're upset because the moon represents Artemis and the brother of Artemis is Apollo and Apollo is in charge of medicine and it's during a pandemic. So they were like, damn it, of all times to hex the moon, now is not the time. So that, Wait, that's... Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. The general public is mad at the witches for hexing the moon for that reason. Yes. Who the fuck knows? No, people who know like fucking well, you know, well, Greek mythology or Roman mythology are mad at witches. Like, no, no normal witches, person. Witches are mad at witches. So sorry, the the witch talk community, which apparently is ninety nine percent proper witches. There are what we call baby witches, who are new witches, who don't have the proper respect for the powers. So those are the ones that banded together and hexed uh, the moon. Apparently, the sun is next in their firing line. Uh, and the rest of the witches are upset. I'm not joking. Oh, okay. There's there's a lot of like people are very upset. Okay, um, well you, you keep saying people, and I keep thinking it's the general public, and not the collection of TikTok witches. No, 
it's like when I tell you there were thousands of people responding to these tweets, uh, I, I'm not joking. So that's one thing. Second thing, this is a bit more uplifting. So I'm going to go up a bit. Uh, do you remember when we were talking about uh, jerk it? Maybe take a picture is what Toronto said in those exact words to everybody. Yeah, in their so text guidelines. Yep. Uh, so BC just released theirs where they advocate for glory holes. Oh, yes. No, I know a bunch of places in the States have been doing the same thing. So glory holes are now trending in Canada, which everyone's saying is a nice heritage moment. Um, There's also a serial phone, a fur coat phone masturbator in Toronto, apparently. Okay, hold on. I understood the words that you said, but not in relation to each other. Can you say it one more time? Uh, It's a serial fur coat phone masturbator. So apparently there is someone uh, and there's been a lot of these stories being shared. Okay, calls. hold on, hold on. Let me... Okay, you, uh, you okay. tell me what's Never, happening. Never mind. I kind of ruined it. I thought you were saying that, like, either, one, he was in a fur coat and he would, you know, turn around and, like, jizz on your phone. Mm-hmm. Or, he alternatively, was. he was masturbating phones and kind of, like, jerking them off somehow. Mm-hmm. With the antenna, um, obviously. Yeah. Making 5G spurt out. All the phones that we have that have antennas still... <laughs> Uh, no, he apparently calls stores and asks about a fur coat with a silk liner and then asks you to repeat him and say the words fur coat with a silk liner. Damn it, we're falling into his trap. He's masturbating to this right now. Oh and apparently he loudly masturbates to you saying that. And apparently it's a thing. And it's been going on for like years and no one's caught him yet. I Okay. So that's a thing. How do, how do we... Okay, how do we know he's masturbating? Um... Maybe he's a time traveler or like in a Groundhog Day situation where like if he doesn't find this fur coat mm-hmm. at a specific time, he like unravels. And maybe that sound of like heavy breathing is him sort of being erased from the universe. Maybe, maybe. Because it's a very specific request and a very specific kink. Yeah, it's possible. He yeah. does also shout, and I masturbated. Well, apparently. So if you want me to read, if you want me to read this, right, I can read the whole post. The first one I saw. Someone okay. just called the store and I'm in the office. So I answered and this guy is like, hi, can you help me with something? And I'm like, sure. He's like, my sister has a long fur coat with a silk liner. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, can you repeat what I said? So I know you heard me. And I'm like, you're asking about a fur coat with a silk lining. And he repeats the question. And he's like, can you repeat it back to me again? I just need to know you heard me. And I was like, exactly. What exactly are you looking for? And then he starts moaning in the background. So I'm like, are you looking for something from our store? He kept asking me to repeat what he said. And I'm like, you're not calling about something regarding our store. I can't help you. And then he screams, I want you to come on me while I wear silk uh, and starts moaning, crying face. He was jacking off separate message and he finished all caps. All right. And Me. then a bunch of other people were like, yeah. So lastly, 14% of men masturbate to Alexa. Okay. And I'm so, assuming you mean the Amazon robot and not just yes. someone named Alexa. I do. And I do indeed mean the, the Amazon like cylinder. I was gonna, I just about to say cylinder. <laughs> um, yeah. So which during, arguably the dur- sexiest shape. It is definitely yeah. Um, so apparently during uh, COVID, there was a survey went out. Only a thousand people, mind you, but fourteen percent of people have just done one at least to Alexa. Yeah, I mean, like, what are they getting? Uh, they making it say long things? Uh, that dude, that's beyond me. I don't know. Are you just like turned on by the device itself? Maybe the infinite possibilities of AI and technology just really gets people off. I would love to know like what you say that like, what does she like repeat back that is 
arousing. I guess you could ask her to say, give me a silk coat with a fur lining or fur coat yeah, with a silk lining. That'd be perfect for this person. Oh my God, we've solved your problem. Get an Alexa. Right? She's sexy and she will say what you're saying back to you. Yeah. Damn it. We just solved it. We didn't even, oh man. Didn't even hey, need what are you, to. Police, what are you even doing? Ugh, well, don't ask that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a, a broader question for the times. Well, I'm pretty um, sure shit's so fucked in America that even the police are now upset at what's happening. They're like, yo, feds, what the fuck? Too far. I think they're just sad they're being left out now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's let's do a question. Um, this comes from Reddit user Papa Pussy Puncher. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong to hope something more will come out of a meetup with an old coworker? I am eighteen. Used to work with a girl, female eighteen. Uh, he's an eighteen-year-old male. She's mm-hmm. a female. Um, who I'll call Layella for this post. Layella and I got along super well. Also, it is a very specific. Like, ah, we'll just throw, like, it's spelled L-E-Y-E-L-L-A. Yeah, I was going to say, and I was like, maybe it's like, you know, I don't know where they're from, and maybe it's like a more common name, or I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, what the fuck? Like, I was about to say, <laughs> why isn't it Clara? That's the name everybody uses all the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, Liel and I got along super well. We just vibed every shift we worked together. We even went out together a couple times, not necessarily a date, but just a friendly lunch. Well, some shit happened, and Layella went through a rough spot, and we ended up saying some hurtful shit to one another. For unrelated reasons, she transferred to another store, and we lost contact for a good while. A few days ago, however, I got sentimental for the good old days, and hit her up asking if she wanted to meet up again. She gladly agreed. And now, tomorrow night, after I get off work, we're going for a little starlit picnic to shoot the bull and catch up on life. However, part of me has greater feelings for her, and hopes that something more will come out of the meetup. Am I wrong for it? Should I lower my expectations? Is it wrong that I think they should lower their expectations because their name is Papa Pussy Puncher? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I, I'm sorry, I can't I can't imagine anybody's. <laughs> no. Um, I say, like, by all means, go into this and try to, you know, move it forward. I hesitate. I'm hesitant to say yes, have expectations because expectations seems like a too strong of a word. You know what I mean? Like, by all means, if you want to try and have it go somewhere, go for it. You know what I mean? Once you do it in a, in a kind way, you know what I mean? Like Once you're not being a creep or aggressive or whatever, but also be fully prepared to not have it go there. And then I don't think there's an issue. Yeah, I would say my my big thing would be like on the first granted, like a starlet picnic is a pretty romantic mm-hmm. backdrop. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a pretty uh, a romantic setting. Um, but I wouldn't go into it, at least not this meeting. You guys have some things to talk about. And whether you discuss the like hurtful shit you say to one another, it might just be one of those things where you can kind of like understand that you guys both made mistakes and sort of like unspokenly agree to move past it. Um, depending on what's said, of course, I think this, I think the first meeting that's happening right now should be about reconnecting mm-hmm. and it should be about, you know, checking in with the other, getting along, having fun, having a good time. I don't necessarily think it's the best idea to sort of like push anything romantic right away, mm-hmm. because I think if it goes well and you have a great time and that chemistry is still there, there's no harm at the end of it. Or, you know, means setting up another thing being because then you're in a position to be like, hey, I had a really great time. I'd love to take you out on a date. You know what I mean? Because presumably you didn't you didn't specifically ask her on a date for this. This seems to just sort of be like a catch up time. So that gives you 
like a stronger position to ask her specifically out on a date. And that gives her a chance to be like, oh, okay, I understand the intentions now. Because it would suck to be really excited to like meet up with a friend that you haven't seen in ages and realize it's mostly like it, it could just be a hookup or like an attempt to like bang you. Yeah. I, again, like when I say like don't have expectations, but by all means be open to the possibility of going like that's kind of what I mean is like show up, focus on what you were saying, which is like reconnecting, reestablishing contact and, you know, whatever. And if it goes well, then either, yeah, the second date or the second time you guys meet up, why not? Or you never know if this time might, you know what I mean? I, f- I feel like you got to be like open to going with uh, the tide, you know what I mean? Going yeah. with the punches. Whereas like if they, if they pick up on your positive energy and like you guys are having fun and it starts to go one way, by all means go with it. And if it's clear that things are staying friendly or distant, then also go with that. You know what I mean? Like don't, you don't want to come down too heavy handed because like it just sucks if, if they're just trying to catch up with you and you're being like all, you know, creepy. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But so, but like that's why I didn't want to say expectations. I wouldn't have any, but I would be ready to go the way you you'd like it to go if it goes yeah. that way. Yeah, of course. I would also say like not having expectations is just going to make it easier for you to to do you know, shoot your shot if you if you get a chance to because like if the whole time you're hanging out you're wondering when like is this the time i should kiss her is this the time i should like hold her hand is this because you're gonna be so detached and you're gonna be so fucking weird because that's like what you're fixated on whereas like if you're just sort of like like you said in the moment and open you will know when those opportunities arise and whether you take it or not is up to you um but if that's all you're looking for you're definitely not going to be fun to talk to. Yeah, exactly. And if you're so kind of worried about that point when you shoot your shot, you're probably not going to listen to the conversation leading up to it, and no one's going to enjoy that. So by the time you do, no matter what her feelings were, they're probably going to be on the more negative side of things. Yep. So just like go into it, try and have fun, and see where it takes you, and be open to to either possibility. And if it doesn't work out, don't be a dick. Yeah, understand that Like this might just... Maybe she never had any romantic feelings for you. And maybe you just guys got along. And that is a rare thing to find someone you connect with on that level, whether it's romantic or not to have like someone who's just a cool friend is valuable. So like, don't discount it because it's not going sort of like the way you want it to. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Hit me. I'll do, I'll do our user question before, before we get forgetful. Uh, This is from agent Valkyrie. Does emotional cheating exist? That's tough because Mm -hmm. I think it depends strongly on the relationship. Like, I think that is a a very specifically a case to case basis. But I think I think I would I would lead on the yes. I think it does exist. Um, And I think that it manifests in a way of if usually like the end of relationships where you've kind of checked out. Yeah whether both parties have or not, but it's like, you've kind of, and it's like at that point, you're more or less like sowing the seeds for your future before you break up with someone who might not be aware of what's happening Mm -hmm. or who's, you know, actively trying to repair or work on the relationship. And that, that sucks to be like, Oh cool. You just kept me around long enough to make sure that you're like, your next gig is, is ready. You know what? That's a really good way of putting it because earlier on I had this conversation with the question asker like briefly um, and initially I was saying yes. And as I was kind of describing what I thought emotional cheating was, I kind of realized that like 
also I agreed with no, because kind of like what you're saying, I don't think it just exists in and of itself. It's usually paired with a deficit. You know what I mean? So it's like in your relationship, you are withdrawing that emotion, like that emotional connection while you're kind of giving it out elsewhere. And yeah. in my case, in my opinion at the time, that's not necessarily the emotional cheating. That's the problem. It's the breakdown of the relationship, which is a different issue. Realistic, like kind of the same issue, but like, I feel like a more appropriate term to put on it. Um, but you make a really good point. If you're doing it almost for the express purpose of kind of like fanning the flames of a relationship before you leave your own while, you know, still hiding under the claws of, oh, it wasn't physical. Uh, so I think that's actually a really good way to, to put it. But I do feel like it, it doesn't exist outside of like either jealousy or like a deficit in one side of the relationship. Like if you guys yeah. are super well connected and emotional and like share everything and you share also something with, you know, one of your friends, I don't think that's necessarily emotional cheating. But I guess, again, you're right, though, if you if you are doing it to like build up a relationship after you leave. I don't know. I think it 100 percent depends on the nature of the relation, like the outside relationship. I, because I, I think you're right. I think there is a, a, a chance for jealousy to sink its claws in here. Mm-hmm. And for like, if you're both just parties, even with, yeah, with even, someone of the gender you're attracted to, I'm sure a lot of people might see that as emotionally cheating when realistically you could just be, you know, if it was a guy you were that close with and you're not into guys, I don't think they'd feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. I, and like, I think it's, I think it would be very easy to fall into the trap of, both parties maybe feeling it you know what i mean because like if and by that i mean like like you said if if i had a close female confidant which i kind of do um and i was speaking candidly with her and for some reason amanda didn't like that i think i would even though i know i've done nothing wrong i think i would instinctively feel like maybe i had done something wrong if my partner was that upset well, I think, yeah, your partner gets upset. It's hard not to feel that. Um, so I think I think that is a, the, probably like the trickiest aspect of the concept of emotional cheating uh, is like, where are the boundaries? Because I think I think the the line is drawn so differently because like a lot of people can agree. It's like if you're in a committed monogamous relationship and you have sex with someone, you've cheated. Yeah. And that's like a pretty clear line that most people can agree to. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's very different. And the thing is, it's like, I feel like because it's so gray area, a lot of people can use it as like, if they're jealous or if they don't like somebody that you're friends with, they can start be like, oh, I feel like you're emotionally cheating. on." You know, it's almost like a little bit of ammunition that you can use to get what can sometimes be like an abusive, like you're not allowed to talk to that person, you know? Um, and it is this kind of unprovable stance, which I think is why a lot of people don't feel that it's very real because it can be used in these kind of negative ways. Because like the entire like burden of proof is on the person doing it, which like, how do you prove that the person like your partner doesn't feel emotionally cheated on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, because like, that's, that's really what it comes down to is like, you could stand there and say like, well, I feel like I've done nothing wrong, but mm-hmm. the other person can say like, and, and you can't tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think, again, I think it's one of those things where it kind of only really rears its head, uh, seriously, if there is a problem 
and the foundation of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also if if you lack the communication to discuss boundaries and to discuss issues and problems and like all that kind of stuff, if you don't do that on a regular basis with your partner, if you don't check in and have that that strong communication base that we talk about literally in every question, I think that's when emotional cheating becomes a, a, pl- a like a factor in play. Hmm. I, I would almost think that like, unless you're being more open with someone than your partner uh, for like malicious reasons, then it's not emotional cheating. And even then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you're being more open with someone than your partner, I, I imagine there's probably an issue there anyway. You know what I mean? So like yeah. the, the emotional cheating isn't itself the problem, you know? I feel like it's usually like a byproduct of an existing problem than a problem in and of itself. You 100%. know, so if your relationship yeah, I, is going I, smoothly and you're just jealous of someone that they're close with, it's probably not emotional cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is definitely like a cause and effect situation. I don't think emotional cheating can exist without a very serious problem within your relationship. Yeah, because like your partner should be allowed to have close relationships with people of whatever gender they want. You know what I mean? And like that shouldn't and most of the time isn't a threat to you. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a gray area, that one, I guess. Yeah. And I like I said, I think it's you ask like 10 different couples mm-hmm. and and even within that relationship, I think you'll get very different answers. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think you'd get, you know, 20 different answers and then, you know, 10 different couple answers. Yeah. And I'm sure like if. I don't know if anyone is like feeling like they're on either side of this issue, I guess like, firstly, you need to like communicate obviously and like nail down. Like if you think someone's emotionally cheating on you, you really need to be able to verbalize what that means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause if you can't set boundaries, then how's that other person going to be able to know and like, try not to be unreasonable, obviously easier said than done. But like, again, people are allowed and should be close to people um, regardless of gender or orientation. Um, and also as the person, like, obviously if someone's accusing you of emotionally cheating, they're hurting in some way. I think it's definitely worth listening to and trying to figure out like their perspective. And again, look at what you're doing and feel like if you do truly believe that what you're doing is fair. Yeah. I think much like we've discussed jealousy a bunch of times and like, you have to ask yourself the question of, is the person doing this specifically to make me feel bad? Or is there a, like, is there a reason why I don't like this outside of them? Whether it's like a past trauma or baggage or, you know, you don't like this person or whatever, and like some sort of insecurity that's informing this feeling. Or it, do you actually feel like this person is doing something they're either unaware of or doing intentionally? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, anytime I feel jealous, I need to be like, okay, cool. Why do I feel this way? And it's usually like, oh, because this has happened before. And it's manifested this way. And I'm like, okay, cool. But that's not happening here. So I'm going to fucking chill. Yeah. I feel like it's usually on the person feeling jealous. You know, it's it's some kind of like repressed insecurity, like rearing its head. Oh, 100%. All right. Thanks for the question. Hit us up, Dane. What we got next? This comes from North Photograph from Reddit. Is the second date too soon to ask someone what they're looking for? Why or why not? As a general question, especially pertaining to dating, not just out of life. LOL. Uh, I would almost say it is too soon. You know, because it's like, 
I feel like it just should be a general rule of thumb that like second date, everybody's looking for the same thing in the second date. Really? You know? Um, or you should, in my opinion, because you don't know somebody well enough to make an opinion one way or another. Um, and also, and, and that means if they're looking for something super casual and never want to go any further, that's fine because at this point you haven't made your mind up about them either and vice versa. Um, because I, I feel like you get in this weird trap where if you ask someone that early and it's like, if you say you're looking for a relationship, I don't know. It can almost like the quest, the questions happening too, too quickly. You know what I mean? It's like, they could be like, okay, yeah, me too. And it's like, well, we're not going to start now. It's day two. But if you say you're looking for something casual and they want something serious, it might just end the whole thing immediately. I just feel like it's too soon for anyone to know where they're at with regards to that current situation. And I think that current situation is the only thing that should matter when you're talking to somebody. See, I think I'm on the flip side of things. I don't think there is really a too soon to sort of like, I think, I think the big problem is asking the question. I think there should be a, you know, onus on people when they're dating, uh, especially like sort of like before it all kind of kicks off to sort of be like, here's kind of like my vibe right now. Um, cause like there are people who specifically date to find someone to be monogamous with. And there are some people who like date because they, you know, want to experience things with people, but don't necessarily like become exclusive with anyone. Cause like when I was dating and I wasn't actively looking for a relationship, I made sure to tell people that because like there's some people who like just don't want to deal with that. Um, and that's fine. That's cool. But I think I think there is, you know, some something to be said about stating intentions. Um, I don't think you necessarily like you said, like, I don't think you necessarily have to be like, hey, just so you know, I want kids and I want to get married. Like, I think that's a wild thing to do. Yeah. But like for me, so when I am like, I've never been looking for a relationship because I think that's fucking dumb. It's like there's no point looking for a relationship. You you want the person before you want the relationship. You know what I mean? Like looking for a relationship just sounds like you're will, like, that's more important than the person you're going to have it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we were on the same page on that. Um, so for me, it's like the only two moods I've ever really been in are like, you know, not willing to, to have anything long-term currently uh, or anything like serious uh, or open to the idea, but open to the idea it's really hard to explain succinctly because yeah. people tend to, to operate in wild extremes. And it's either like, I want nothing or I want everything. And it's like, if you say you want nothing to someone who wants everything, they're going to be upset. If you say you want everything to someone who wants nothing, they're going to be upset. But no one seems to be able to understand that middle ground, which is why I don't like these conversations. Because to me, it seems like the only logical way to date is to get into something, see if you enjoy the person and make the decision then. Mm-hmm. but it's so hard to explain to people. That's why I personally don't like it. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I, and like, it is, unfortunately, like, I, I wish we could be in a, in a state where like, like you said, we just kind of like free flow it and just be like, hey, let's date. And then whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, realistically, unfortunately, that's not the situation. Like, I don't like it would be ideal. It would be the best sort of healthy dating situation. Mm-hmm. So like, but I guess you're right though. It's like, if you do drop it on date two, how they react is going to do like, it's going to go a long way 
in your relationship anyway. So like if it does go badly, it's you're not in the loss because it would have gone badly anyway. And if it goes well, then you're starting off on a pretty good foot. That's that's kind of my thing is like it kind of negates the what are we question two uh, weeks later. No, it definitely does not. Anybody well, who's going to start hopes. <laughs> I bet you like legitimately asking like saying you could say whatever you want on day two. And unless it ends right there, you're still going to get the what are, are we very shortly after. Yeah. I mean, yes. Um. So like, I don't know. For me, I personally wouldn't drop a date two. I don't think it's particularly weird to do, um, depending on, again, how you drop it. I think a what are we question date two is fucking terrible. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, you no. know what you fucking are, and it's nothing. Um, if you have, like, a casual, like, oh, like, where are you at? And they are just like, I'm 100% looking for something casual, or I, I, could, I could be down to date. I think that's cool because it gives you at least a good idea of, of where everybody's at. And if you, if one person is hundred percent casual and one person just really wants a date, like to date somebody, then you probably know either to temper your expectations in that particular relationship or end it. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I do think you got to take people at their word though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think like we should get away from like asking the questions and putting people on the spot because at that point they're going to try to guess what the answer that you want yeah nobody wants especially that that early in the relationship you know what i mean because like no one's again we say it all the time where it's like no one's dating to not sleep with you Mm -hmm. so like at that stage of the game unless you guys have slept together it's like you're trying to to say the right things which usually aren't the uh, the true things or the honest things so like if we all sort of take it upon ourselves to put it like volunteer the information because mm-hmm. at some like, point early on at best even if you're not like being downright duplicitous you're still hedging your bets somewhat you know what i mean it's not even like a bad thing it's just you're gonna err on the side of what they might want to hear yeah exactly um, um i do i will say uh i very i don't think i've ever been asked like on date one two or three but i did have to tell someone date one once and they started to ball crying and continue to for the rest of the date in the middle of the bar we were in, which they used to work at and knew every single person in the place. So it was one of the worst dates I've ever been on. And that's just my, maybe that's why I'm so against it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because you're feeling your past traumas. Well, yeah, it was like they were being so overly like, I don't even want to say affectionate because affectionate sounds physical. They were being very like emotionally like, aggressive invested yeah invested aggressively emotionally invested and i felt to make sure that they weren't on the wrong page i would just like put out again what i usually was like i'm not looking for an immediate relationship it's not how i do things so like i'm willing to you know keep things like going and see see if we do kind of like mesh but like for now i would like to keep things casual and then they start crying for a long time yeah, I think there's always that one like tip off for most people within the beginning of dating, usually like date one or two, where like most people should say something, you know what I mean? Of like being like, oh, just like just so you know, I'm not really looking for it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's usually like one one phrase or something that someone says and you're like, oh, you're looking for that. And at that point in time, I think you should volunteer like, oh, hey, just so you know. Mm-hmm. and like um, realistically it's so situational you're not gonna waste your own time which is good if you're honest yeah 
and hopefully they are too. So yeah, I, I don't really think, again, depending on how you broach the subject, I don't think it is too soon because like, unless you're weird, then, then they shouldn't be worried about it. And if they are, then you probably got your answer right there anyway. There's some sweet ignorance in this. So 27-year-old male, Swiss. My American girlfriend invites me to join a weird cult. <laughs> Stefan Dulca Prive. Actung! First of all, I'm not racist and English is not my primary language, smiley face. I've been dating her for approximately a year. We met in St. Regis when I visited New York City before COVID pandemic. And two weeks ago, she just revealed she's a member of the Church of Scientology or something similar to a spiritual enlightenment religious cult. Start to ask me if I truly understand the meaning of life, followed by these questions. Do you think you are you? Do you want to be free? Etc. Confusing and odd questions. Let's be clear. I'm an atheist and a nihilist. I don't believe in celestial beings or any bullshit stuffs, but she does. Her behavior has become extremely weird and weirder as I want to transform myself into a Panzerkampfwagen. What? In the meantime, when she talks, I think he wants to become a Volkswagen when she wants to talk about her belief. I don't know. However, I fall for her angelic voice. I loved her, but her weirdo behavior into that cult, dot, dot, dot. Should he stay or should he go? I think if you stay, there will be trouble. <laughs> if he goes, however. I think you're going to be a sacrifice to this cult. <laughs> I would love to know, like, is it actually Church of Scientology or is it some like... I'm pretty sure. Like, so this got deleted. I'd read it before and he hadn't mentioned Scientology. I think later on, someone got more information and told him what it was. And apparently he just hadn't had no idea what it was. So it was actually a funnier question before he edited it because he was just like, I don't know what Scientology is. But now he knows. But before, I figured we could just warn this guy about Scientology. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a danger in every religion, really. Like, whether it's a fringe one like Scientology or, you know, some of the like the bigger ones. Like, we had a question the other day about the fucking, like, religious, you know, sex party and, like, the woman who had to go get fucking checked to see if she was a virgin. So like there are, there are inherent dangers of dating someone who is heavily indoctrinated into any religion. Mm -hmm. But also um, does it say Ron? <laughs> yeah. Does it say how long they've been dating over a year? Do they live together? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he might currently be in Switzerland. Yeah. Um, either why did he say he wasn't racist as well? That's a weird. I think he was worried about making a joke about American religion or something. Oh. oh, I don't really know. I thought it was going to be something about like, like a race and not a religion. Anyway, um, it's. I don't like if you feel like this is something like you want to be with someone for a long time. Like that's the whole reason you get in a relationship is because mm -hmm. you. You don't get in a relationship to be like, well, this will last two years. Like, that's a weird thing to fucking do. I don't think someone is going to give up, especially in a thing like Scientology. If you've bought into that, chances are you're in it for life. Yeah, people don't usually get let go from Scientology. Also, it's like, it seems weird that after a year this would come in. You know what I mean? So it's either she was waiting until things have progressed far enough to, to spring it on you, or things have been kind of accelerating for her in that department, neither of which I think is a good thing, but like also in general, somebody kind of wanting to like trust their beliefs on you to maintain a relationship seems it is, is a red flag, you know, especially yeah. it's a crazy cult that's illegal in certain countries. 
that's the thing is like if even like even if we just strip off the name Scientology, if you just make it religion, like if this question was my girlfriend wants to indoctrinate me into her religion, it's bad news. Yeah. It's like it's not good. Like we if you can't be with someone without that like having to convert them or you know what I mean, like make them assimilate into whatever you believe, then you're not with the right person. Mm-hmm. Unless you um, hear that immediately and like, hell yeah, I've always wanted to do that. But I guess by the fact that you've put this online and are concerned, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, because like, I know like a bunch of people who, who have been like, oh, I can't marry my husband until I, you know, get blessed or, or, you know, brought into the church. And it's like, well, that's not you though. Like, yeah, buddy, I need to do it to marry the, the man I love. And it's like, okay, it's a bit weird to me. I don't like it. Yeah, like it should it's be, like it should be enough. You should be enough as you. Yeah, it it's just very strange that you need to sort of like slice off a piece of you to replace with a piece of them in order to you know what I mean to make the pieces fit together. It's weird and I don't like it. So yeah. I my my answer to this is have a conversation with your partner. Be like, hey, I'm not into this. I'm an atheist. I'm a nihilist. I don't believe in any of this. If that's going to be an issue, then we did our best. Let's move on. Best of luck to you. And I'm out. Yeah. I think it's the only thing you can do. And again, if their reply is, oh, I totally understand. Maybe give it a a second chance. But I'm going to say with Scientology, that second chance ain't going to last for long before, you know. Also, just like, do you believe you're you? Would you like to be free? Those are those are like drink the poison Kool-Aid questions. So speaking of red flags, is it time to do our new Tinder section? Yeah, we probably should because we're we're closing in. Yeah, we're getting there. I have a I have a whole like fucking smorgasbord. Yeah, I've got I've got a few that people sent in. So I'm going to start with one. That we were actually so so a lot of people seem to send the ones they found in the wild, which I am a hundred percent here for. Um, we did get one or two that were from our own listeners for us to judge. I'm going to send you a screenshot, Dane, um, and you're going to tell me because I forget like which uh, like dating service. I don't know if it's Hinge or Bumble. This looks like it's Hinge because I asked. Uh, we got another one sent into us on Instagram, and I was like, "Is this what Tinder looks like now?" Because I haven't been on it. In, like, um, All right. Yes, yeah, so this looks like this looks like boom or, or Hinge. Okay, I will say, uh, we'll we'll do the text first. Right? I'm going to read it out. You can yep. tell me uh, what your opinions are at the end. So I really, in, I'm rarely in the same place. I travel often. Airplane, memoji. I love adventure. So <laughs> get, you might want to specify that's an emoji. I don't know just... why there was such a long pause. I love adventures, so get creative. Upside down smiley face. Branch? Emoji? <laughs> uh, stuck in London for a while, dot, dot, dot. We have their height, active, Aries, graduate degree, social, drink socially, I guess, smokes never, dogs, something casual, atheist, and liberal. All right, so I've got my first red flag. Favorite quality in the person, sense of humor and self-awareness. If you could talk positives, if you can talk politics even better and then like a, a side eye face. Yeah. One of them smirky faces Uh and then just their location. So that's all the text. Any thoughts so far? No. I mean, like I I have no, I don't know what your red flag is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I like, I pretty much like them all. Um, It does give 
like the more a more casual vibe, which is fine because they specifically state they want something casual. So, you know, it all checks out. The pictures are all great apart from there's one where she's surrounded by two men. Yes. Who are kind of one one is buff enough in a, in a vest and the other one, uh, you know, I feel like that's an odd choice and I wouldn't go with it. Because I feel like I, I also would not go with it. I feel like it could be intimidating to some men, which like whatever. Maybe that's maybe you want to weed them out. The other pictures are fucking great. However, mm-hmm. my red flag is the Aries. Why do they need to know your star sign? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's my only red flag. If I <laughs> if I had to delve because the whole thing's great. You're looking great. It's all awesome. But Aries, why? Why do we need to know that? That would be my only. Some people care about that shit. I, <laughs> that's fair. I th- I think it's usually nonsense, but I, again, like I don't give a fuck. That's not enough. I would definitely not say no to this person because of that. Well, God no. If I'm saying if I had to delve, those are the only two criticisms. It's a good profile. Good job. These were all sent to me in like individual like Instagram things. Okay. So I won't be able to send them to you, but I'll I'll read them. Wow, dang. I know. Um. So. The profile, again, I think it's from Hinge. Um, and the first one is, I geek out on Game of Thrones and anything regarding food or craft beer. Um, the descriptors are age, height, location, um, job. There's more that it looks like I can scroll to, but I can't see it because I, I'm not on the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Give me travel tips for six months in Spain. Okay. Um, two truths and a lie. I have a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. I have tryptophobia. I live in Mexico or I lived in Mexico city for two years. Okay. Fun. It's a good conversation starter. Uh, and then there's a picture of, of a dog. Is it a cute dog? <laughs> dog it's, 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 it's a, it is a cute dog, but it does look a uh, touch psychotic. Okay. But in in a very cute way. Um, and then the pictures are all like, there's one of her looking cute in a hat. There's one in front of a streetcar. Um, there's one with her and a friend being silly, the dog, and then her in like a formal setting. Okay. So like all the pictures are fine. And I don't, I don't have any questions or like comments about the text. I don't think. I guess the only thing I could even point to is that like Game of Thrones, that's been over for a while. You got nothing new on there. You're still hung up on that one thing. Is it even the books? To be fair, I think you're right. Um, this, yeah, I mean, maybe, it, like, again, uh, maybe it's I, time to update. If the... I have to be hypercritical, mm-hmm. like it almost seems a little boring if you're still that hung up on Game of Thrones, like what, a year and a half, two years after it ended. But Winter Winter is coming, so we've been told. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's uh, never going to happen. It might be it might be more relevant in a few months. And by that, I mean four more years <laughs> at least. Uh, um, that's, again, if that's me reaching, like that's the only thing I could criticize, really. Although, what's yeah. the phobia? Is that the thing where you're scared of holes? It is. Interesting. What do you think? I, I'm actually, what do you think is the, the lie? I'm guessing it's the black belt one, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Mexico City. Yeah, because I'm assuming trypophobia is so weird that it's definitely true. Also, I know a lot of people with trypophobia. It's fair. Do so you have... We got, we got two I, solid ones, right? Yeah. Thankfully, there are people who actually listen to the podcast. Yeah. So... Uh, well, good, because those are... It's nice to see good ones. And like, you know, maybe we have to reach to find some, not even red flags, but pink flags. But now I'm going to I'm gonna quickfire a few select choices that have been sent to me, if you don't mind. Okay. This is from Irish Tinder. Oh, no. Uh, 
I'm just going to read out their profile and you tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. Love in the time of Corona. I'm a banker, investment banker, actually, who loves to travel around the world. I work in three diff countries, which makes that little easier. But the pandemic limits, limits my possibilities now. On a writing process during COVID times, just something casual. Love to hear your stories. Don't know where is takes us. Can be an end or beginning. All that you are is all that I'll ever need. Swipe, you can't fall asleep because the reality is finally better than your dreams, four exclamation marks. I was up to it until he went on like that journey at the end. <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't really care. But the whole, it just kind of like went on a very steep downhill spiral of just, I don't know, lunacy and self-absorbed nonsense. I think it started bad and went worse. Like love in the time of Corona, exclamation mark, is your first line. That's I mean, weird. I don't know. That's it's, fucking weird. Nah, it's a it's a funny reference to the book. I like how he specifies he's a banker and then immediately says he's an investment banker, just so you know that he's a banker who's also an investment banker. Yeah, it's it like it it just sort of like exudes douchiness kind yeah. of at the top, which is like you know what? It fine. Maybe that's your fucking vibe. Yeah, again, it's not great, but it's still in the realm of like sanity. And then yeah. it's like, want to hear your and, stories. Don't know where it takes us. Could be an end or beginning. All that you what are, does that mean? All that I'll ever need. What is what does it mean? I don't know. Could be an end or could be a beginning. Are you going to murder them? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're going to murder them. Maybe he's down for very old people and also babies. <laughs> uh, and then swipe. You can't fall asleep because the reality is finally better than your dreams. That's a wild thing to say. Yeah. Again, like, is he? I'm assuming he's saying that he exude, or like, you know, what I mean, he's better than anything you could ever dream up. I guess. Which is, I'm giving that a one out of ten, and you know yeah. what? I'm going to give it a two out of ten because I'm sure there's going to be worse. Well, let me hit you with this. Okay. Um, this is Chris. He's okay. on Tinder. I'm a single father of three, and then there's like a baby emoji. Great stuff. And another one on the way. Oh God. They are my world. World emoji. If you don't have what it takes to help me raise my kids, then move aside and let a real woman step up. Must have your own car, preferably a minivan. Must be able to cook, clean, and be submissive. No taller than 5'5". Five five. Must be fit. Have your own source of income and no kids of your own. <laughs> that's gotta be a joke, right? That's the, that's so bad. That's That's so bad. Yeah. I like how anyone who's not willing to look after four kids that aren't theirs is not a real woman uh yeah that's wild that's a great claim there fucking chris uh must be submissive and have a certain car dude no also yeah, liberal like, of emojis just in case you don't get what he's talking about yeah and it's like it makes me feel like you need a minivan because you don't have one yourself <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> what i mean to be like oh you have to have a minivan it's like okay like why yeah, that's very specific. It's like if you had a car that was able to fit your many children, surely you wouldn't need anyone else to have one. Yeah, unless, oh, unless, quote, you know, maybe you're looking for a, like a nanny and not a like a partner, because it sounds like you're looking for someone to take care of your kids and then also like to fuck. Yeah, it, it sounds more like a, a weirdly strict job application than yeah. anything. Like must be able to cook, clean and be submissive. Yeah, that's like a zero out of ten. Yeah, that's a hard zero, Chris. That's zero, Chris, you fucking suck. All right, you ready for Ivo? <laughs> Probably not. 
So his job is listed as social case, no job at mama's pension. Oh boy. <laughs> my passion? No passion. A very boring guy, not creative. Fun is not my cup of tea. I prefer more to be depressed, pill emoji. Sport is in my lifestyle unacceptable. Nature? No. I love the warmness of a dirty city asphalt. And then it's a car emoji, a better than symbol, and a panda emoji. No rhythm for music. I dream of a family house without children and pets next to an international airport. Okay, there is something what I love. Food. I just started to explore the little microwave burgers. Cow emoji. Excellent. Swipe right if you're looking for love or one night stand. Okay, that's a joke. Like, there's like... I kind of love it. I hope Yeah. (laughs) It is... I assume that is like a very tonguing cheek, like cynical dating profile. I don't think that's real. I'm giving it a five because I'm not certain. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. We'll put it right on the middle because like if it's, if it's real, it can go on the good side. If it's, or sorry, if it's real goes on the bad side. If it's Mm -hmm. a fake joke account, it goes on the good side. Well, the thing is, if it's a joke, I do appreciate it. It's, it's funny. Like, even just the, like, I dream of living next to an international airport. That's pretty fucking funny. However. And the little burgers, the microwave burgers. The microwave burgers, great. Like, there's still nothing about this person at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a funny joke. But even if that's the case, you don't get anything. You know? Yeah, I feel like you've got to be very attractive. I'm guessing from the half a screenshot I got of them, they are not. Mm, yeah, I that also tracks, I think. Okay. Do you have more or do you want me to, to quick fire another one? No, quick fire. Okay. This is Owen. The only information apart from his frantic picture is full time cowboy at Campbell Building Services. So he's a cowboy construction worker? I guess. Which like the honestly, f- it's selling it. The fuck are you doing there? <laughs> I'm giving that a four out of ten. Is that all? It's well, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a like they only have the like the job, home and like distance. They obviously didn't fill in their bio. So it's their <laughs> name, their age, their job, their home and their distance and their job is full-time cowboy and their place of work is Campbell Building Services. Hell yeah. So make with that what you will, but they get a 4, which is still worlds above you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now this is this is Joe. You ready? Mhm. 35. Five foot seven slash 171 centimeters. No baggage. No psycho X's. Easy going. Well traveled. Brackets not finished yet. Spiritual. Positive vibes. Love my fitness, but love my weekends to help keep the universe in a fine balance. Traveling. Animals. Music. European festivals. Family. Cryptocurrency. Beach halls and city break. Ooh. DMT. And then he gives a Snapchat. Ooh, you know what? I was I wasn't super against everything until he said cryptocurrency. Right? Cryptocurrency was a big one for me there. I didn't love no baggage, no psycho X's because I feel like the only person that says that is someone that has both of those things. Yeah, now was he saying that's what he's looking for, or was that a descriptor? Is he I saying that he doesn't? I assume he's saying he doesn't have those things, which means he hundred percent has those things. Yeah. I did not enjoy spiritual or positive vibes. I do remember when I said that guys use it. You know what? You you hit it. I haven't had a single girl's profile yet, but cryptocurrency terrible. I don't know why. I didn't realize that was going to be one, but the second I heard it, I was like, I know a hundred percent that is not good. No, nope. but DMT that's a great one. Just super into drugs. Yeah, I think like 
you know, I think it's putting 420 friendly and shit like that on a dating profile. Cool. I'm cool sure, with that. Yeah. Whatever. But to like list hard narcotics. Granted, I don't know a whole lot about DMT. Um, I'm pretty sure it's up there. Um, but like, imagine just being like, just throw a meth on there <laughs> or like heroin. Like, oh, all right, cool. I guess like that, that is so important in your life that you need to list it on your dating profile as yeah, like a good, a representative snapshot or a snapshot of yourself. Yeah. I'm giving that again, I think a four, not even a three out of 10. I'm giving it a, yeah, I'm giving it a hard like two or three mm-hmm. and mostly on cryptocurrency. I feel like we need to start rating these out of 20 because like there's just not enough variety. There's so much difference between that and Chris that doesn't seem like a two and a zero are far enough apart. So this one, it's it's pretty standard aside from they say they work in sales semi full time. If only there was a word for that. <laughs> that just reeks of insecurity to me. Just, yeah. Just say part time. Just say part time. I don't think it's a joke. Don't say it at all. Everything else put in. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me is actually a red flag, like a legitimate, just like you get a snapshot into this person's confidence and it's not great. I have a treasure trove. Three, three quick more. If you don't mind. Quickest way to my heart is anti PC humor, right leaning politics, authenticity and being stupidly optimistic, uh, sapling emoji and a piece hands emoji. I mean, like, I hope... Is this a guy or a girl? Girl. I hope it's ironic. I don't think so. Probably not, though. Red flag's all over for me. That's a 3 out of 10 right there. Yeah. This one's golden. This is from our very own city here. Perfect. Your, your mother wor- warned you about bad girls like me. Mm. Cali girl. Ugh. Fly between LA and Toronto regularly, but live in LA, brackets for now. I do a lot of drugs. I get into all sorts of trouble. Neat. I had a daughter of 14, so be okay with that. Yeah. I hate nice guys. Assholes wanted. Cool. I yeah, I don't think I could. <laughs> could get on real. Oh, no, she has a kid. Damn it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> also, she doesn't sound like she's submissive. <laughs> um, I don't think I could swipe left on someone harder or faster than like that kind of profile. Yeah, that would. My finger would go right through my phone. I remember I had... Um, this this person reminds me i i had a date set up with uh with someone that i had met i think at a bar or whatever and then i had made a joke being like i remember when i used to have like a whole laundry list of like things i looked for in an ideal partner but you know dating in toronto has made me realize that the only thing i want to do is like dietary isn't just cocaine or something like that mm-hmm. it was just a throwaway thing being like please don't do cocaine all the time and I would like to date you. Uh, and she sent me messages being like, I'm high on cocaine right now. I do lots of it. Just FYI. I'm like, neat. Cool. Well, one of my, one of my favorite Tinder dates I ever went on was with this person who, uh, like she, it was great. I'm not going to go into details just in case anyone knows them. Cause they're, they're pretty specific details, but they seem really fucking cool. Really fun. Uh, we had a great date, uh, you know, it was awesome. And I was like really looking forward to the second one. And then one day she like messaged me and was like, don't judge me, but I just dropped a bunch of acid or like I did a bunch of ecstasy with like some 15 year olds or something. And I was like, what? I'm a hundred percent judging you for that. Yeah. Like that, that's not, that's not good. To be fair, if I'm going to do a bunch of drugs, it's especially like hallucinogens. I definitely want to be surrounded by 
arguably the worst age for human <laughs> beings. Yeah, no, no, thank you. All right, I will we- take it back. I I'm taking it back. I'm thinking about when we were teenagers, but like the Zoomers. They seemed like they got a pretty good head on their shoulders. So maybe oh, that's they, cool. They've definitely done speed before. But then you're embarrassing yourself. Oh, yeah. No, let me be clear. No Zoomer would want to hang out with me. They yeah. are way <laughs> too fucking cool for me and way too busy hexing the moon. Yeah. You loser. You've got a podcast. I'm busy fighting Artemis in space. <laughs> and this is the last one. And this might be my favorite. This is Daniela, also from Toronto. If you buy me a couch, you can fuck me on it. God, how many couches does this girl need? <laughs> Maybe just because I promise you, I promise you, someone's already done this. Yeah, but is, what's what's funny is, and I don't know what this is, but I guess like my anthem is "Young and Dumb" <laughs> by Cigarettes After Sex, and you oh. know what? Checks out. Yeah. Hey. Um, keep it on brand. So thank you everyone for sending these in. Uh, please send in some more because it's wild. One person in particular yes. sent us in a whole trove and you're incredible and we will do some more next week. Thank you. We have a, a bunch of things to talk about too. We got distracted and we went a little long, but there's some important and exciting things. Um, first, uh, our good friend Kyle. Oh, yeah. Has his own, uh, not podcast, but like his own well, kind of thing now. So um, you know him from fucking the episodes here. Obviously, he's incredible. Uh, he's one of the best people in the world. And on top of being an incredible guest in person, he is just so good at being a chef, cooking. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, he was on TV a while ago and like ended up progressing. Got robbed. He got robbed, but he still ended up progressing through the ranks in the in the like was the competition progressed. Like he he didn't just even go out. You know, it was he's great. Sorry, I feel like you had something planned to say, and I've just jumped over it. Uh, no, I I don't. Even, I've it's Drizzle, right? Yeah, so it's Drizzle. It's an app. It's only out on iOS right now, but it is D R Y, like not Drizzle with a Y, not an I. And yeah. basically, there's ten chefs have been chosen to as to as like the the hosts of this app. And effectively, what it is is each one of those chefs once a week releases an uh, like a recipe. So there's pictures of the recipe. There's the actual recipe itself. But each recipe has a podcast episode associated with it. So, for example, the first one Kyle did is a like a seafood like party dip uh, or dinner dip, depending on when you want to have it. And he basically just like delves into, you know, the, the process of making it, like where it came from and like kind of alternate things you can do. So it's actually like they're like eight minutes. I think that one was. So it's really handy. To just throw on um his food's incredible and like the recipes are so good i haven't looked at the other people on the app i assume they're good too but even if it was just kyle it would be worth doing so download that favorite and like him and tell your friends and cook some good fucking food we'll uh we'll put the link up on our our usual channels twitter and facebook and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and just to to clarify again it is uh d-r-y-z-z-l-e drizzle find it on uh the iOS. ios app store um, also we haven't mentioned it or talked about it in a while. Um, but we are part of a collective called, uh, tickle dot life. It is a website that fosters positive sexuality. Um, they're also killing it on Instagram and Twitter right now as well. Um, they have so many resources for, uh, mental and sexual health, especially now in COVID, like some of the stuff I've read, um, and have been seen posted is, it's so topical and it's so well written and so well researched. Um, and so like it's things I normally wouldn't think about 
yeah, there's also just such a great variety of stuff that goes up on on like the website that like there's always something new, and I I love that. Yeah, you, I I would be hard pressed to find uh, a you know a subculture or uh, a group of people that aren't represented on there. Like I've seen everything from like trans kinks all the way to like monogamy or polyamory, um, like everything. They've they've discussed everything, and it's fucking cool. And they have authors it's not just like straight people writing about this kind of stuff they have trans authors they have authors of color they have all kinds of people working together and writing from their perspective mm-hmm. um independently uh stuff to really help either understand things or to incorporate it in your own life yeah and it's all like super sex positive and even just like everyone we've interacted with like throughout the like who are either like readers and listeners or contributors to the website or people who work at it. They've all been super lovely, super great, uh, which importantly, the founder and CEO is actually going to be our guest next week. So if you have any questions, yeah. for them, hit us up. Um, yeah. And it, it does. I think we can like definitely branch out as well from our usual sex and dating advice. If you have any questions about sort of like fostering a community like this, I think she'd be a great resource and a great person to talk to and ask about that. So if you have any questions about that kind of stuff, um, don't feel like it has to be necessarily just about your relationship or just about sex. You can talk about uh, sort of the the semantics of building a community like she has from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, lastly, we're coming up on episode 100. So if anybody has any ideas or anything you think we should do for the big old 100, just let us know. Um, Okay, we're running long. So hit me with some. Oh, actually, uh, if you have any questions or want to send them in uh, to us, either for us or for um, our guest expert uh, next week, you can uh, hit us up on Facebook at uh, FCK Buddies Podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. You can email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com or you can find us online at plentyofbeef.ca or fbuddiespodcast.com. Thank you for jo- to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. All right, now hit me with some sex writing. So I had one, but then I read it and it's so fucked up that I actually can't. So Cool. Uh, I don't know who this is and I don't need to. Okay. Uh, I have black hair with flashes of auburn cut into a curved fringe over my forehead and drawn into a French pleat at the back. Green eyes, a pointy, slightly sharp face, which was described as unattractive when I was a little girl. I remember crying for ages one day when a cousin referred to me as an abominable parrot. I was left with (laughs) awareness that some people might think I look like a bird. Even if I do have a slightly hooked nose, I actually have full, very cushiony lips. I think my complexion is more like peaches than feathers. To get back to my body... My neck rises tall above my shoulders. My arms are slim. My waist is slim. My breasts are nicely separated. A little too copious for my chest, granted, but I found this to be a considerable asset in plenty of situations, having managed to view it as a disadvantage for a long time. Men writing women is just, it's never. Yeah, I love the idea that like, oh, women think about how spaced their breasts are. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you look at everything else they describe, it's like the breasts are like five lines and her Back, body, neck, arms, shoulders, waist are like one and a half. To finish this off, I have um, delved into Pornhub and found the choicest comment for this week. Um, and it comes from a Pornhub user, uh, XX Dark X God XX. Oh, wow. And they say, 
Uh, this is now. This is gonna need some participation from both of us, and you'll understand what we need. Mm-hmm. That ass is super huge, but you wanna know what huger than that? My love for Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. My name is Dave Miller, and I'm Mal Spain, and we have been your fuck buddies. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> Damn you, Phil Gates. <laughs>